You just think we just, you know, whatever happens, we just shit another player. I and everything's going to be perfect. All of our fans think that. You all think that. That's what you write about. Unacceptable in all areas. Unacceptable coaching, unacceptable playing, unacceptable effort, not what we're about. You don't want to be here. There's a specific reason. Not really, you know, I think we did a poor job recruiting. If guys are coming in and immediately walking out the door because it was something different than what they thought it would be. We lied to them during recruiting or we sold them on a dream that wasn't true. Like I said, coach our kids to, to do the right thing. And, uh, you know, play with poise, play with confidence, play with dignity, play with class. At the same time, we're not going to take anyone's shit either. As we want to be a big, fast, dominating, aggressive, relentless football team that nobody in the SEC wants to play. Now, that's all, sir. It's second in the West, baby. Yes, sir. <laughs> hey, hey, I don't like getting it. It's the only time we're ever getting excited about second. From now on, it's first, okay? No, I want to do is fucking eat. I want you to eat. I want you to eat. I want you to want this shit. Do you want it? Do you want it? Show me. Bunch of this did it again. Welcome in to the latest episode of That SEC Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Bratton. I go by SEC Mike on Twitter. And I'm joined, as always, by my cousin Shane, who goes by Big Orange Vols on Twitter. What are you up to, you big Tennessee homer? <laughs> hey, buddy, what's going on? Hey, Shane, getting ready for another fine weekend here of SEC football. Uh, that means we're about to do a picks podcast preview, buddy. I'm ready for it. How about you? Oh, oh, oh buddy, I just placed my $100 bet. I'm ready. <laughs> All right, Shane. Well, before we get to our official picks for week two, I wanted to throw this one at you, Shane. I don't know if you saw this floating out there, but old Miss Terry, she's uh, made saving a little punishment here for his 15-yard penalty he got in the <laughs> season opener against Duke. I love it. Also, and I'll probably regret following up, but did you have to do any extra running this week because you got a 15-yard penalty in the game? Uh Miss Terry made me run on a treadmill for 20 minutes. Um, the, the leadership group had a meeting, and they wanted to implement some disciplinary action, but um, it, it kind of got overruled. All right, Shane, so Miss Terry, <laughs> she's the only one that can discipline Nick Saban. I just thought this was a great clip this is the, at the end of his latest presser here, but uh, I, I thought this was just too good not to share. Oh, that's awesome, man. I could – I could see him complaining about his hip. I ain't got time for that. You get on there. You got 15 <laughs> yards. You're going to punish the kids. I'm going to punish you. So I love it. And and Saban's hilarious because he started out joking, and halfway through you realize, oh, wait, you know, I'm, I'm supposed to be mad all the time. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Shane. So we, we're about to get to our picks, but, of course, we still, unfortunately, we're that time of year where there's still a couple FCS opponents on the schedule. So there's three games here that uh, we're not going to be picking scores of the games because there's just no line for the game. And I just wanted to get your thoughts on each one of these games, Shane, what you'll be looking for from this match, from these three matchups. Hell, let's mix it up, Shane, and just give a percentage for an upset here. So we're going to go game by game here. Let's start, Shane, with uh, Charleston Southern. They're playing at South Carolina. Obviously, the Gamecocks coming off a a disappointing loss in the opener. Uh, This is a noon kickoff game on ESPN, or excuse me, on the SEC Network. Uh, What's one thing you'll be watching for from the Gamecocks in this one? Oh, man, you kidding? Halinski, son. I want to see if he is the future. And and, uh, you couldn't pick a better team to break in the new 
freshman quarterback, if you're asking me. I, I think there's like 0.5% chance that they have an opportunity to upset the Gamecocks. I think they're they're going to be fired up coming out. Hmm. I figured you'd go with Helensky, Shane. That was kind of an obvious one. So I'm going to go another direction. And I'm going to say this South Carolina running game, Shane, because uh, Tavian Feaster, he showed some flashes in the opener against North Carolina. He had that big touchdown run. Uh, Rico Dow, I didn't see as much from him. And with a freshman coming in here under center, Shannon, I don't care what you say about uh, you know how talented Ryan Helensky is. If the Gamecocks are going to exceed expectations now, I think they're going to have to lean on this ground game, and they've got to just have more production than anticipated with a freshman quarterback. That's not to say by the end of the season, Holinsky can't be you know the star of the show, but I mean, even look at guys like Trevor Lawrence and Jake Fromm and Tua and Jalen Hurts. When these guys played as freshmen, it's not like they were the stars of the team. It was more, they more assisted them more than anything. You know what I mean? So yeah. by the end of the season, Halinski could be the star of the show. But for now, it's got to be this ground game. So that's kind of what I'll have my eye on. And uh, I'm actually going to go a little bit higher than you, Shane, just because of so much turmoil there in Columbia. Certainly not picking the upset here, but uh, I'd give it Charleston Southern at least a 10% chance here of pulling the upset. Oh, wow. Okay. All right, Shane, next game, I guess, FCS competition here, Murray State at at Georgia. I had to look up where Murray State was. <laughs> I had no idea where that even was, but uh, it's in Kentucky. Oh, I was going to say Kentucky. <laughs> <laughs> this is a 4 o'clock game on ESPN2, Shane. So uh, what from the Bulldogs will you be looking for in this matchup? Um, how quick they can get that starting offensive line off the field, <laughs> you know. I, have you? Let me ask you, have you heard anything about Wilson? Yeah, it sounds like he's uh, sprained, uh, I believe it was an ankle and high ankle sprain. It sounds like he's going to be out of several weeks. Okay, I got you. Yeah, I think this is going to be more of a ground pound game, obviously. But I guess, you know, honestly, the the, the biggest thing that I'm looking for is I think we're going to get an opportunity to see some of these freshman wide receivers. You know, they're going to really get the showcase. And I don't know how much they're going to get to do with Fromm because, mm-hmm. I, I honestly, I think this is going to be a game that we're just trying to pull the starters as quick as possible. But I'd love to see some of this young talent on the outside. And, you know, they had a lot of hype coming into, you know, in recruiting. So I want to see how that transforms to on the play field. For me, Shane, it's got to be the Georgia Bulldog pass rush because they were starting to get to the Vanderbilt quarterback a little bit more last week, giving some pressure, a lot of good hits on the quarterback. I got to see that continue. You got to assume against a team like Murray State, that's just going to continue. Uh, they got young guys like Nolan Smith and the uh, Juco transfer, Jermaine Johnson. I want to see these guys get, you know, an opponent like Murray State, you got to dominate a team like this. If you're, if you're not getting to the passer mm-hmm. here, you're not going to do it in SEC play. So that's kind of – that's the one thing that I'll really be looking for from the Bulldogs in this one. And as far as an upset percentage, Shane, I'll give it uh, – I'll get wild with it, Shane. I'll give it 1%. <laughs> oh, the one thing that I'm really looking forward to in this game is Vince Dooley. They're going to be renaming the field for him. And, I mean, that's a, that's a huge event. I mean, remember, think of the last time you've ever saw a football field renamed. And we're going to get to see that Saturday with one of the all-time greatest coaches. And uh, I'm, I'm – I guess as far as highlights of this game, other than the play, I think we got to go with uh, Dooley here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good call. All right, Shane, final FCS matchup here. UT Martin 
at Florida. This game is going to be a 7.30 kickoff on ESPNU. Uh, so what specifically will you be looking for from the Gators in this matchup? You know, I'm probably looking forward to the defense continuing their dominance. I mean, honestly, with that Miami game, they really were shining at times. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, I want to see that. I want to see that front continue to dominate on that side of the ball. But on the flip side of the coin, I want to see a little more rushing, man. I mean, we saw a lot of pressure was on Franks last week, and I really do think that's because they had trouble moving the ball with the running backs. So I'd like to see P. Ryan come out and, and you know, just – take over this game and you know just watch this offensive line continue to develop mm-hmm. well Shane you hit on about three factors there yep. so I was bound yeah. to like I was bound to get on one of them and I was going to go straight to the running game that was a somewhat of an issue for me against Miami now obviously UT Martin's a different animal here so the Gators should run wild on this team I think Felipe Franks will obviously have a big game, but I don't think this is one where they're going to lean on him. They're going to they're going to lean on this running game, just pound these guys. And if they can't do it against UT Martin, Shane, it's, I mean, I'm going to that's going to be a red flag for me heading into the Kentucky game uh, in Week Three. Oh, for sure. All right, Shane. So enough of the cupcake action. You ready to make some picks? Let's do it. Gambling. Say anything about gambling. It's not gambling when you know you're going to win. You know, that was that was my lock. I said to go with Texas A&M. I was right there. They're going to beat the brakes off Miami. You watch it. Any chance you think Missouri beats Georgia this year? Not a chance in hell, man. Not a <laughs> chance. It's a bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off for them. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. All right, Shane. Starting with the first matchup here of the day, West Virginia at Missouri. Missouri is a 14-point favorite, and this is a noon Eastern time game, 11 a.m. Central time on ESPN2. Uh, who do you like in this one, and what's your score? Obviously, I, you know, I say obviously because last week – I said, obviously, Missouri, but this week, I think Missouri writes the wrong. I think they get back on track. I think they come out and they dominate a down West Virginia team. I've got a pretty high-scoring game here. I've got Missouri getting 38 points and West Virginia 17. 38-17? I'm kind of with you here. I think this is going to be – I don't really think this is even going to be that big of a matchup, Shane. I know Missouri – Obviously, lost in a stunner there last week. But I think a lot of that had to do with turnovers and them not being able to react the right way. West Virginia, on the on the other hand, nearly lost at home to James Madison, and they won the turnover battle 3-0, to zero, and yet they still nearly lost to James Madison. I'll say that again. Uh, I think this is going to be uh, a one where, where Missouri writes the ship they're coming home. They're opening the new – well, it's not a new stadium, but it's a renovated stadium. There's going to be a lot of energy. SEC Nation's there. This is uh, this is where Missouri writes the ship. A similar score as you, Shane. I'm going Missouri 38, West Virginia 14. Do you think they write the ship in this game, Mike? Yes, sir. Because you said it four times. <laughs> I got to do it, man. It's, it's, that, it's that important. Oh, they're going to write it, baby. I, yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you, man. I just don't think this is – 
ever going to be a game. I think Missouri overlooked Wyoming, and they're going to come out with purpose this week. I, I re- Honestly, one thing I am looking, I guess, not forward to, but I, I'm, my eyes are going to definitely be on is uh, the defensive front, man. You know, they look like garbage at times last week. So uh, I think that's going to be the biggest change this week. I think those boys are going to get okay and, uh, like you said, right the ship. Mm-hmm. All right, Shane, next game on the docket here, Vanderbilt at Purdue on something called the Big Ten Network. Never heard of that. <laughs> uh, this is another noon Eastern, 11 Central time kick. And Purdue, the old Boilermaker, Shane, they're favored by a touchdown. Who do you like in this matchup? You know, I don't understand that. I, I mean, I, I've watched both these teams last week, and Purdue got beat by Nevada. Vanderbilt got beat by Georgia, but not by like 50 points, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, I think they were they kept it closer than a lot of teams are going to against Georgia this year. So I've got Vanderbilt winning, man. I've got Vanderbilt Ooh. winning this game 28-10. to 10. I think I, it's really – I'm just – I'm praying that the quarterback gets – his head out of his butt, you know, mm-hmm. but if the, if the quarterback takes a step forward, just whatever it takes to get Lipscomb the ball, I think they're going to be fine. Um, I think the running game, I think this, this, I think Purdue's got more than they can handle this week with Vanderbilt. Okay. Shane, you're stepping out on the limb. SEC East going to do some redemption here. Go on the road, beat a big 10 mm-hmm. team, huh? Yep. I'm seeing a little bit differently, Shane. Um, I think Purdue, yes, they got caught off guard last week at Nevada. Had a lot of turnovers in that game. Nevada actually looked pretty good. A lot better than I thought. I wouldn't think Nevada would be worth anything. And uh, I still got a ton of faith in Jeff Brom as a head coach. Still kind of questioning Derek Mason if he's the right guy there at Vanderbilt. I just don't know. Unless Keyshawn Vaughn goes wild, which is certainly a possibility. We've seen him do it against SEC defenses. If he can do it against them, he certainly can do it against a team like Purdue. Uh, But I don't see it happening, Shane. I don't think this Vanderbilt defense is uh, quite where they need to be, particularly going up against a uh, team as well coached as Purdue, even though I know they lost that opener. But there's, like I said, there's a lot of turnovers in that game. Uh, I'm going Purdue 38. Vanderbilt 21. So I like Purdue to not only win, but uh, I like the Boilermakers to cover here. Mm. All right, Shane. Next game on the docket, Southern Miss at Mississippi State. And this is a 3.30 kick on ESPNU Eastern Time, 2.30 Central Time. And Mississippi State, Shane, is they're a big favorite in this one, 17-point favorite against the Eagles. Uh, who do you like in this one? And they cover, Mike. Give me more cowbell, baby. (laughs) (laughs) I think Tommy's coming out, man. I think he's going to have, I mean, he's going to have half his family up there in the, in the crowd. I I think this is a coming out party for him and uh, Mississippi state's going to be pumped up. Southern Miss, you know, those, that's one of those teams that, that sometimes do sneak up and bite you. But I think Mississippi state had enough last week to, to not overlook Southern Miss this week. So I've got them winning, uh, pretty big, covering the spread. 35, Southern Miss, 14. Hmm. Well, speaking of Tommy Stevens, Shane, should have note there that uh, he's never been to a game, at least a football game, with the Cowbells. Tommy Stevens pretty fired up about it. You a big fan of Cowbells? <laughs> yeah. I, uh, you know, I, I haven't heard it. I haven't heard it, I guess, you know, what I've, what I've you know, been hearing about how loud it gets, and I haven't really experienced that with the exception of being at a baseball game uh, when I first arrived on campus. So, um, 
you know, I bought my mom one. <laughs> so I heard you're not allowed to buy your own. Uh, so I got my mom one for Mother's Day, so she'll be here with hers. But, um, you know, I'm, I'm, like I said, I'm really excited, really excited to, to see the place and, and see all the fans come out for the first home game. All right, Shane, so Tommy Stevens there. He's going to get his cowbell on this weekend. His mom, his, he got his mom a cowbell just for this game. thought that was pretty cool. And I think uh, I think you're right on there. I think Mississippi State's going to take care of business here against Southern Miss, Shane. And a lot of that has to do with Tommy Stevens, Kylan Hill. Uh, he's actually leading the SEC in rushing after week one. So uh, I think they're actually going to force Tommy Stevens to beat him, and I think he'll do it. But my question, Mark, Shane, that week one game against Louisiana, while it was never really in doubt, I didn't think, this defense, I don't know, there was a lot of long sustaining scoring drives that they gave up to a team like Louisiana. And I'm afraid if they're going to do that to a team like Louisiana, I think Southern Miss will be able to score some points on the Bulldogs. So I, mm-hmm. I like the Bulldogs to win this game, but I'm taking Southern Miss to cover 17 points is just too many for me until we've seen this Mississippi State defense come together, kind of round into form. Not saying it's out of the question that they do that by week two, but I just think it's going to take a little bit more time. So I'm going Mississippi State 35, Southern Miss 20. Uh, So just barely getting the cover there. Okay. All right, man. I just honestly, uh, in this game, I think you're right. I, I do think that they're going to load up the box because the last thing they want is Hill to get 200 yards rushing. And But I, I do think when they do that, Tommy's going to show what kind of quarterback he is, man. And I think he's going to be able to do it against Southern Miss. So I like the cover. And I'm rarely wrong. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Shane. We're taking a little break from our picks to let the listeners know we're proudly presented by my bookie. That's uh, mybookie.ag, online sports book, Shane. We wouldn't be taking on my bookie if they weren't the best in online sports booking. I mean, I've used them for years. I think it's a quality product here. And if you do the smart thing, you're going to bet this football season, bet with my bookie. Uh, did you know, Shane, this will be useful for you here. You can bet on games after kickoff. So you can bet at halftime going into the second half. So if you're lock of the week, Shane, if it's losing yeah. like it typically is, you can jump online, go on mybookie.ag, bet the other side, cover you know cover both your asses there, and uh, <laughs> you like that. you won't lose any money. So that's something to consider with mybookie. They allow you to do that. That's pretty cool. And if you're someone that likes to bet on more than one game, Shane, you can try a parlay. For me personally, you can get crazy with it and bet five to ten team parlays, but. I personally like to stick to three. If you got three, you're really feeling good about college football Saturdays, NFL Sundays. Uh, you can do parlays as well at mybookie.ag. For all our listeners, Shane, this is pretty cool. If you join mybookie, they'll double your first deposit if they use the promo code that SEC. So all you got to do is go to mybookie.ag, and there's a link there for the promo code, and that's T H A T. S-E-C, that S-E-C, at mybookie.ag, you play, you win, you get paid. Heck yeah. All right, Shane, next game on the docket. How about this one, Shane? We are talking about it earlier this week. It's been a while since I've seen a spread quite like this. New Mexico State at Alabama, and this is the 4 o'clock game on SEC Network. Alabama, Shane, favored by 55 points. Obviously, you're going to pick Alabama in this one, but uh, what's your score? 
Yeah, I, I, I think I'm going to lean heavy on Alabama on this one. And <laughs> honestly, I have the – no, I don't have them covering. I've got Ooh. New Mexico State zero, Alabama <laughs> 52. So Saban's lining up. He's about to score another touchdown. Then he takes a knee, and everybody's upset they didn't take the under. So I'm going that as a final score. Yeah, this is probably the one game, Shane, that I'm the most nervous. This is a stay away from me just because of the points. We kind of hit on it earlier in the week. I mean, 55 points. I certainly think Alabama can score that. I looked at uh, who New Mexico State played last week, Shane. They lost like 59-7 to to Washington State. Yeah. So that's probably where they're getting this 55 points. You know, similar, similar outcome there against Washington State. But my main thing here with Alabama, and I – I know Alabama fans are probably tired of hit hearing this, but they just have such a shaky kicking game. They sign seems like they sign the nation's top kicker every other year. They still can't get a kicking game right. Yeah. That, that was shaky in the in the first, uh, week one game. And just think, Shane, if they miss one field goal or one extra point, they may not cover this fifty-five. So this this <laughs> is a stay away from me. But I got to make the pick here on the show. I'm going with Alabama sixty-nine. Nice. New New Mexico State six. So I got Alabama covering, but like I said, <laughs> I have almost no faith in this one. So <laughs> this is a stay away from me. Are where are you looking for anything in this game? I mean, just uh, obviously I, I want to see better running, mm-hmm. but and I, I don't think that's going to be a problem against New Mexico State. But is there something you're looking for in a game like this with Alabama? I mean, for Alabama, it's just I mean, obviously they got to get that running game going. How much yeah. of that was the suspensions from week one with Duke? Because that was a concern of mine. Uh, but a t- like when they're playing against a team like New Mexico, I mean, there's no chance they're going to get tested, I wouldn't think. You know, it's stay injury free, get that running game going, get those linebackers some more experience. But outside of that, it's just going uh, to be a scoring fest. And I will be looking for this, Shane. Uh, I don't know if it's going to be nighttime at all during this game, but they got those new LED lights on the stadium. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be looking for that for sure. Do you like that? that <laughs> when that came out, they said they were bragging about their lights. And it was like, well, we got Bud Lights. You know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, well, I mean, one last thing on, on Alabama. Is there any lower classmen that you're looking to come in and – I mean, maybe you're interested in maybe pushing for a starting job. Is there any of that going on with this game? Or you just you think this is going to be just a conservative Bama? Yeah, I mean, I can't imagine they're going to show a ton of this. Though Probably the one guy that I am interested in seeing a little bit more of. Yes, we know Mac Jones is the backup quarterback, but we got to see a little bit there of uh, Talia, the younger brother of Tua. So I, I would be kind of curious to see him get in the game. He got a little mm-hmm. action there with Duke, so I imagine he's going to get some more action. He was third third string quarterback, and uh, you know I I think he's probably the future of Alabama football. So uh, anytime you can get him on the field, I think that's a wise decision by Nick Saban. That'd be good. So we're going to see screenshots of his mom and dad again, huh? <laughs> For what another four years? <laughs> Do you think that's getting overblown? I mean, I'm just I'm taking a, a hard left here, Mike. You know, something when they were talking about Nick's and they just kept putting the camera up there to his dad and stuff like that. Do you, I mean, do you think that takes away from the game? I mean, I know family's important. It is kind of weird, Shane. It's funny that you mentioned that because 
what game was I was just rewatching a game. It was the, the South Carolina North Carolina game, mm-hmm. and every damn play the quarterback for North Carolina made, they're like, "Here's his mom, Amy. She's in the stands." And then yeah. the, I watched the BYU Utah game recently. You know, rewatching some <laughs> BYU, and here's the damn quarterback's mom. You know, it was like they just <laughs> kept doing it. They they even interviewed the BYU mom. Yeah, I just I think it's just too much, man. I mean, we get it. There's 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 a hundred people on this team. You know what I'm saying? You're not showing everybody's mom, so right. or dad or anything like that. I just think if you want to do it once at the start of the game, it's fine. But there should be no repeat to the, to the audience. I just I hate that. Mm-hmm. And it's for some reason it's always a quarterback. It's like it really is. It, they get so much credit already. Like where's Jerry Judy's mom? You know what I mean? Like he's he's a yeah. be, he's probably the best player on the team. Let's let's give the Judy family some love. Yeah, exactly, man. Good point. All right, Shane, sticking in the state of Alabama, how about this matchup? Tulane at Auburn. Auburn's an 18-point favorite. And this game, Shane, is another night game. 7.30 Eastern time on ESPN2, 6.30 Central time. Uh, The Green Wave, 18-point underdogs. Who do you like in this one? You know, Mike, this one kind of scares me a little bit. Uh, especially if I'm an Auburn fan. I just I think that, man, these guys are on cloud nine. We were just talking about Nix's dad, how pumped up he is. And I think you cannot overlook Tulane. Uh, do you know who their quarterback is? Yeah, it's funny you mentioned that, Shane. I was going to bring that up. Former LSU quarterback Justin McMillan, a guy mm-hmm. that uh, left when Joe Burrow got the starting job, and he had a Pretty solid end of the last season, and he had another great game to start this year. So, I mean, that's something to monitor as well. Yeah, and, and that's one of the reasons why I've got Tulane covering the spread on this. I've got Auburn winning, but it's going to be a scary game, I think. Uh, I've got Auburn winning 21 to Lane 17. Ooh. Well, we got something similar, Shane. This is, um, this is probably my favorite bet of the week, Shane. i got to be honest Ooh. with you. And it's not to diminish Auburn, because I've been high on them all offseason, like I said. But Bo Nix really didn't. He's on Scott Van Pelt. <laughs> We're seeing his dad on TV every five minutes. He's getting a ton of credit, and he deserves it. He's, he shined when the moment counted. And mm-hmm. he may be the future of Auburn football, but he's not there yet. He's, he was very shaky through much of that game. They couldn't, they couldn't even throw the ball for about two quarters in that game. So I think, mm-hmm. I think Auburn might be getting a little too much love here. Uh, I love their defense, obviously, but I think Tulane will have a little bit of success. And uh, if the ground game does not go wild here, Anthony Schwartz, if he still doesn't play, I don't think the offense goes crazy. So I'm going Auburn 30, Tulane 16. That's still good enough for a cover, uh, but a uh, little more than two touchdown victory there for the Tigers, and uh, I like Tulane to cover in this one. Yeah, okay. All right, Shane, how about this game? Let's jump on down to Lexington. We're at Eastern Michigan at Kentucky, 7.30 Eastern time, 6.30 Central on the SEC Network. And uh, let's jump to, before we make our picks here, Shane, Mark Stoops, not exactly thrilled with his squad last week. Uh, they just they were kind of a little inconsistent. I was feeling great about my Toledo pick there. And that, I think that's where Mark Stoops is kind of pointing his finger at uh, that and the ball security issues of the Wildcats. Just, if you had just pick one thing this week you'd like to see, what, what, what would that look like? Just, just more efficient, just cleaner. I think uh, 
you know, obviously ball security is a pretty big issue and uh, definitely want to see that cleaned up. Um, but then just, just more efficient. Just uh, actually last week well, we were pretty efficient. We talked about first down efficiency generally, but uh, you know, felt like a lot of our mistakes were on second down. So, uh, you know, second down led to a little longer third downs than we'd like. And same on defense. You know, we gave up a little bit of leakage on second down and made the third downs more manageable. So, uh, just overall execution. All right, Shane, so Mark Stoops here looking for his team to be more efficient, looking for that ball security to be an ish, to be improved in this game. And this is an Eastern Michigan sh uh, team, Shane, that uh, really gave Kentucky all they could handle two years ago. Kentucky is a 14-and-a-half point favorite going into this matchup. Who do you like in this one? Mike, do you know who Eastern Michigan's mascot is? I, I think it's some kind of eagle, isn't it? That's right, and it – Sound like that Stoops getting attacked. <laughs> I was wondering, I was like, are they keeping the damn cage right behind the mic or something? I don't know. I kept hearing it and I kept thinking of that. Oh, what's that movie with Chris Barley kept climbing that tree and that eagle kept coming out <laughs> as he was trying to get the egg, you know? <laughs> oh yeah. I thought there was going to be attack there. Um, you know, we, we just came from a, uh, a Tulane Auburn game that I thought was going to be close. And I think this one's going to be even closer. I think Kentucky pulls it off, but they showed a blueprint last week that I don't know if they can correct in one week, and that's the secondary. I'm really worried about these guys. Now, I, I think as the season progresses, I definitely think this defense is going to continue to get better. But going into week two, I, I, I'm afraid Kentucky's going to be caught looking ahead a little bit to that Florida matchup. So I've got them winning, coming back from behind to win 30-27. to 27. Ooh, close one, Shane. Yeah, very close. Coming from behind, man. Let's... I ought to tweet this out, let all the Big Blue Nation know after you just blasted me on Twitter, let them know <laughs> that I'm just some huge Kentucky hater, apparently. But I'm going to. No, it's not, it's not hate, man. I just, I mean, we got Florida right around the corner. Mm -hmm. We've got, uh, you know, this team, uh, it was is sputtering at times last, last week. And I, I'm just. I honestly think this is more of a case of them looking ahead. So if you want to tweet out that I say Kentucky's going to beat Eastern Michigan, fine. If you want to do it that they came from behind, that's fine too. But I, I do think that it's going to be one of those games, maybe first, second quarter, and you're like, whoa, you know, is this, you know, Georgia State? You know what I'm saying? And then all of a sudden Kentucky just takes away and, and finally pulls ahead there at the end. I think you're kind of making this pick based on the eagle that's that's what i'm thinking the eagle Did you hear how fired up that eagle was mike <laughs> <laughs> the, the mascot's name is swoop by the way and i don't know if he was around but they're 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 pumped they know they've got kentucky circled this is one of their biggest games this year so they're not overlooking kentucky i got you well i'll tell you who is overlooking eastern michigan shane and that's me because i'm gonna i'm, I'm uh, laying down here for a big blue nation I think uh, the improvements, you know, all these coaches say it, and I think to a degree it's true that these teams make the biggest improvement from week one to week two. But I think that really will be the case here for a team like Kentucky that's so well coached. And, uh, you know, there was not a ton of coaching staff turnover this season. So it's kind of, it's basically the same staff for the most part with 
these players that they've been working with for years. So I think with this week two, we're going to see, I know it was down on Kentucky heading into week one. I think they're going to show a lot of improvements this week, getting ready for that Florida game. I think if Terry Wilson has a really good game, like he kind of started to come on there in the second half against Toledo, I think uh, the Wildcats are going to roll in this one. I'm going Kentucky 35, Eastern Michigan 10. Doggy. All right, Shane, how about this matchup? Let's go to the big game of the early afternoon. No idea why they're putting it here in the middle of the day here, but uh, Texas A&M going to the East Coast to Clemson. Clemson, a 17-and-a-half-point favorite, Shane, hosting the Aggies on ABC, 3.30 Eastern Time, 2.30 Central. Who do you like in this one? Mike, I like them Aggies. To cover the spread, so <laughs> I just honestly I, I I want I want so bad to put Texas A and M over Clemson just because I cannot stand Clemson, but I I, I can't I, I mean I know there's going to be a little drop with Clemson's defense and I know there's going to be a little progression with Texas A and M offense and unfortunately if they were if they were playing. At Texas A&M, I think this would have been the year that they could have beat them. But the fact that they're going to Death Valley, uh, you know, fake Death Valley, I think this is going to be a uh, a close game until we get to the end. And I've got Clemson pulling out the victory, 33, Texas A&M 20. I think the biggest issue here for the Aggies, Shane, I know everyone's looking at Trevor Lawrence and these receivers – and looking at Kellen Mond and his receivers, it's going to be a quarterback showdown, kind of like it, you know. Kel, this was Kellen Mond's coming out party last year. Mm-hmm. Trevor Lawrence played a little bit. He threw the big touchdown to T. Higgins, but he had to be replaced by Kelly Bryant, and he, Kelly had to save the day here. I don't think it's going to come down to the quarterback, Shane. I really don't. I think it's going to come down to these two teams and their running game. And obviously Clemson's got Travis Etienne. He's one of the best mm-hmm. running backs in the nation. While the Aggies, they got Jay Sean Corbin, who, you know, one of the real breakout candidates here in the SEC this season, I suspect. But at the end of the day, Shane, I'm going to go with Clemson's running game over the Aggies. And it's not to say that, uh, you know, the Aggies got a lot of pieces Last year, they they were the best in the SEC, if I recall, against stopping the run. But they're working with a completely new retooled front seven. And I just don't think they're going to be able to hold up all game long against this Clemson team that, you know, if you stack the box, they're obviously going to throw on you. So they're not going to be able to stack the box. They're just going to have to man up in the front seven. And I think ETN's going to – I don't think he's going to run wild by any means. But this just offense is so balanced – that, I don't know, you just can't lean one way or the other and just never know what they're going to hit you with. And I think it's it's going to be a little bit of a shootout here. And in the end, I think Clemson's just a little too much, a little too much firepower from the Clemson Tigers this year. I'm going Clemson 40, Texas A&M 33. So I think it's going to be a close one. Aggies cover, but uh, Clemson gets the win here. All right, I like it. So you've got them, you've got them covering the spread. Correct. Okay, man. All right. I will see. Uh, 17.5. That's a lot of points, man. Is that how much it is, 17.5? Yes. Another big game here. The action really is getting going here Saturday night. BYU at Tennessee. Tennessee's a three-and-a-half-point favorite. 
even though you thought they'd be a nine-point underdog <laughs> last weekend. <laughs> but I, I can't blame you, Shane. I mean, you got Georgia State saying, damn, Furman's going to be tougher test. You got people questioning the heart of this Tennessee team. You got people questioning whether Jeremy Pruitt even knows how to damn coach football anymore after this one loss. Uh, so let's kick it over to Coach Pruitt, Shane. He's recently spoke with the media. Uh, he touched on the fact that they had a players-only meeting and uh, just how important Juwan Jennings is to this football team. He wanted to make sure there's more juice in the sidelines, wanted to make sure everybody kind of put yet last week in the past. I'm just wondering what other players have kind of stepped up in terms of leadership in that regard, and what have you seen from Juwan on the practice field or in the film room this week? You know, Juwan has always been a really good practitioner. The guy just loves ball. You know, he really loves ball, loves to practice, loves to compete. Uh, usually have to slow him down at practice. Um, you know, just because, especially when he was injured a little bit, you kind of had a little bit of a measuring stick on yards there from the GPS, and he was always way over it every day. So, um, you know, I've said it before, you know, wish, wish you could coach a team full of guys like Juwan. You know, I've had the opportunity to coach a lot of really good players um, in my career and uh, guys that try to do it the right way, uh, and Juwan's one of those guys. Theo Jackson mentioned yesterday kind of a, a players-only meeting on Sunday. How do you view that as a head coach? you think that helps? Uh, do you like to see that out of players after s struggling on Saturday? Yeah, I mean, um, it's their team, you know. Uh, it's um, If you're vested in something and you have passion about something, um, you confront people. You know, that's what leaders do. So uh, that, that, that's good to see. All right, Shane, so Jennings has kind of come out here this week, said he's not going to let that one game get this team down. So i got to ask you, the big Tennessee homer, Tennessee Vols, three-and-a-half-point favorite at home with the, basically the season on the line. Some would argue Jeremy Pruitt's job may be on the line here. Who gets to win here Saturday night in Neyland Stadium? Mm, Mike, you know the one thing about that question that drove me nuts is he asked about other players and Jawan Jennings. The coach only commented on Jawan Jennings. You know, I know he's a dog, but is there any other leaders on this team? That's what we got to see. And I really do think that we find a couple this week. A players-only meeting, it's important, man. Uh, I think it really rallies. And, and when you feel like you've got a fan base on your back, you know, when you've got everybody doubting you, I mean, you've been told your whole life that you're the greatest football player in the world. And then you get recruited to a Division One school. I mean, these guys have been told their whole lives how great they are, and now they're being told how bad they are. I really think a players-only meeting is going to rally these guys. And uh, plus, like I said earlier, I'm a, I'm a glass-half-full kind of guy. So I've, I've flipped the script. I've got Tennessee Volunteers winning this thing. Shocker. 24 BYU Mormons sober. 20. Yes, that's right. Beer will be served that day. You sound uber confident until I heard that four-point victory. <laughs> hey, I took the over, Mike. You know what I'm saying? I got I took you. The over. I got I, you. I just, I, I do think it's going to be a low-scoring game. Mm -hmm. But, you know, again, I've been wrong. All right, Shane. So, I like what you had to say there. But for me, yeah, I think this was the game that Tennessee was really looking forward to all along. And that's not an excuse for not showing up against Georgia State, but it's hard for me to believe that uh, the same team that beat Auburn, that beat Kentucky, 
it's not like the coaches just forgot how to coach. You know what I mean? So right. I just I don't know what the hell they were thinking going into that Georgia State game. But if they got any pride, if these players, I mean, they're out here, Florida linebackers talking about, oh, my God, I felt sorry for these losers. And you got Georgia State out here talking shit after, after walking into Neyland Stadium, coming out with a win. If Tennessee doesn't have any pride, if these coaches, if they have any – Balls, I guess you want to say it. I mean, they're going to come out and they're going to smoke this BYU team because they should. Mm-hmm. They got more talent. They got uh, the home field advantage. They're going to have the crowd behind them. Uh, there's there's no excuse, I don't think, at this point. I know a lot of people saying this could be a tight game. I don't even think there's an excuse for it to be a tight game, Shane. This needs to be a, oh. this needs to be a damn blowout, and I'm going with that. I'm going Tennessee 33, BYU 20. But I gotta be honest with you, Shane. I got zero confidence in this pick. I'm picking Tennessee by nearly two touchdowns here. I can see them losing by two touchdowns because the signs are there when they got blown out by Missouri, and blown out by Vanderbilt, and they turned around and got embarrassed by Georgia State. I mean, there could have been a something that happened that uh, you know Jeremy Pruitt and his program maybe they just don't have it. But if they got any soul. If they got any heart, they're going to show up and they're just going to beat the hell out of this BYU team. And if they don't, then uh, I'm going to have to seriously question, you know, the future of this program. This is the biggest game of the week. And I'm not saying that because I'm a Tennessee homer. I mean, there's a lot riding on this game. You just dropped one of the all-time worst games ever played. I mean, I've seen lists where they're saying it's a top five. I mean, they're putting it right up there with Appalachian State and Michigan. You know what I'm saying? So that's... That's just you make fun of Tennessee, but that's that's how big that loss was, and it's all about how you rebound. And the coaching staff's not giving me a lot of goosebumps. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's it, the only comments I got was from Jawan Jennings, and and that made me feel a little bit better. In fact, when I heard him, I was back in. You know what I'm saying? So I know that there's some heart and soul in that locker room, and I do think they bounce back. And I'm I'm with you, man. You know, if you take Georgia State out of the equation and we just had one game and it was Tennessee-BYU, I, I probably wouldn't have said 24-20. You know what I'm saying? When you look at the talent on both sides of the ball. So uh, we're going to find out. Um, I kept it close just because I've been hurt, Mike. <laughs> you know? uh, and I don't want to get hurt again. So 24-20 is my final. And you had, what, 33-20? Yes, sir. All right. I like it. So both over. All right, Shane, let's jump to the big SEC night game here. Arkansas at Ole Miss. Ole Miss a six-and-a-half-point favorite. And this is another SEC Network game at 7.30 Eastern time, 6.30 Central. A lot riding on the line here, Shane, for both these programs. We, we kind of touched all that on the previous podcast. If you guys missed it, we really took a deep dive on this one. Uh, but before we hopped on to record here, Chad Morris had some comments on just how big this game is and uh, what a win here could potentially mean for his program. You know, to travel on the road, especially when you when you consider playing on the road in this league and how hard it is to, to win on the road, um, you know, this is a big ball game for, for both teams, And but they're all big ball games. And so uh, we're going to see a much improved Ole Miss team. We know that, as I said earlier. Uh, they got two fantastic offensive and defensive coordinators that have been in this situation before. They've both been head coaches, um, and, and, and they understand what it takes to get from week one to week two and get better, uh, just like our, our staff does. And so you'll see two much improved football teams um, Saturday night. Uh, obviously, wins are important in any 
the situation, but for recruiting, you guys have been recruiting against a two and ten record. How mm -hmm. far would this go to show and recruits that things are trending the right way? Well, I mean, just all aspects of our program. Just a uh, a great opportunity for this program and uh, to continue to step in the right direction. I mean, this is a big ball game. We we understand that. Uh, these players understand that. They, they understand what happened last year. Uh, they understand that for the last four years that it's come down to 10 points, a four-quarter ball game. It's not going to be any different this week. But, you know, you know, a ball game like this and, and you go win on the road, it's, it does wonders for, for your program. All right, Shane. So they did a hell of a job recruiting a 2-10 and 10 last year. They got a – I think they have an outstanding chance to start 2-0 and 0 here. I mean, you, you want to talk about moving in the right direction. That would be – the most obvious sign in the world to you know, Razorback Nation and all the all the kids they're going they're trying to get on that campus. Mm -hmm. Do the Razorbacks get it done, or does uh, Ole Miss uh, get their first SEC win of the season here on Saturday night? First off, Mike, that sound clip was not a hop video. <laughs> they just had they just had some music playing in the background. Probably should have warned you about that one before it came up. But uh, I like. I like the direction of Ole Miss. Um, I know people are really down, and I'm still questioning the direction of Arkansas, to be honest with you. With this quarterback situation, it, it infuriates me. I, I can't I, – I just – it just makes me mad. And we're going to see it again this week because I think Ole Miss gets the lead, and we're going to see some quarterback flip-flopping again. And Arkansas is going to lose this game because of coaching. And I hate to say it. Uh, it's just week two, second year. You know, I don't want to bury Morris, but he's really he's really not impressing me here. I've got Ole Miss winning the game 24. I think Matt gets right. Um, I think they're going to come out with the scripted plays. And once he builds that confidence against Arkansas, I just think they never look back. And Arkansas 13. So 24-13 is my final score. Oh, so you even got Ole Miss covering that, huh? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I do. All right, Shane, well. Tell me why I'm right, Mike. Tell me why I'm right, buddy. <laughs> I'm glad you're on that side of it because I'm on the other side, buddy. I'm going with the Razorbacks, Shane, because I just – I'm still not seeing it from Ole Miss. I don't think their offense is, is quite there, particularly on the line of scrimmage. And I think Arkansas, kind of like I hit on the last show, you know, they're not far away from hitting a lot of these big plays on offense. Yes, the game against Portland State – as ridiculous how close Portland State came to testing uh, the Razorbacks there at home there uh, in Razorback Stadium. But I don't know. It just seems like production is just within grasp. They just got to get the timing right. They got to hit certain plays when they're there, and they're just not doing it. It's not from a lack of ability. I don't think it's a lack of coaching. I just think there's so many moving parts, a lot of young players here. So that is particularly scary going on the road in the SEC. But I don't really find that Oxford is that great of a home field advantage, particularly with a lot of these fans. I don't know how sold they are on Matt Luke. I don't know what that atmosphere is like, Shane. But remember, we talked about the Ole Miss party. They have their party student <laughs> section there, like yeah. at the upper deck. Well, apparently they've, they've uh the ticket sales are so bad they've just they've like doubled their party decks they're just keep they're just building party decks everywhere because there's no one buying damn tickets so 
I don't know if there's going to be much of a home field advantage here for the Rebels. It, it maybe if it was a you know a rowdy crowd, I might be leaning the other way just because of Arkansas's youth. But I think this is the game. It may not be pretty. I think it's going to be a really close scoring game here. I think both these offenses kind of wake up a little bit. But I'm going with the Razorbacks, Shane. I'm going Arkansas 30, Ole Miss 23. And uh, I think uh, I think it's going in the right direction there in Fayetteville. I don't know, man. I mean, how can you give them 30 points against Ole Miss when they can't do 20? I mean, they just got 20 points against Portland State. I mean, are you, are you saying that Ben Hicks is, is going to just come out and shine? Or are you thinking that – uh, Nick Star, I don't understand. Not saying you're wrong. Not saying you're wrong. I think old Nick's gonna come in and he's not <laughs> gonna throw to that middle linebacker this time around. And I don't know. I think it's gonna spark him. And I just don't know. I think they've got a lot of weapons on offense that, like I said, if they're hitting this pass, if they're not dropping this pass, I, it it just gets that ball rolling. And if they're gonna mm-hmm. run this hurry up offense, I think they're gonna keep Ole Miss defense on their heels. I don't know. I think it comes together, Shane. It's just going to take some time, and they got, they're got they starting to get the pieces there. I just – I don't know. I got a lot of faith here in, in the Razorbacks okay. heading into this right. matchup. It's, I think it says more about Ole Miss than it does Arkansas for me. Sounds like you've been hanging out on them party decks too long, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Shane, we got to get to the final game here. And we've got we – tried, we tried like hell to get a pipe reel, which we got the next best thing. This is uh, – this was an LSU hype reel for LSU at Texas. Ladies and gentlemen, it's the beginning of the fourth quarter. The sun will soon find its home in the western sky, and it will be Saturday night in Death Valley. So this is the night game on ABC, 7.30 Eastern Time, 6.30 Central. Number six team in the nation, LSU, at the number 10 team in the nation, Texas. This is going to be a barn burner, Shane. LSU favored by six. And did you see who the game day pick is going to be? Uh, no. It's... McConaughey, baby. Cocaine and hookers, my friend. He's going to be the the guest there on game day. I think that adds. I don't, you know, I don't know what that adds to the game. It adds nothing, but <laughs> nothing. it adds to the hype of it. I think in the pregame is going to make game day just that much more exciting. So we got that, and then we here we got. Uh, let's jump to both these coaches, Shane. We got Coach O. He's uber confident heading in this one, and then of course on the flip side, Tom Herman. His teams when they're the underdog, Shane. Not only do they cover, they they have a really good winning percentage. I'm focused on the task at hand. What we're going to do when that ball is kicked off, we got to execute. we got to play LSU football, be physical. When we get on that plane, we're going on that plane for one thing and one thing only, only that's to win the football game, and that's it. Since your days as an offensive coordinator at Ohio State and continuing at Houston and at Texas, your teams have been an underdog in 16 games. you know how many of those games you've won? No. 12, which is amazing. Three of the losses were by five points or less. Why have your teams thrived so much in that underdog situation? I I think whenever you can play more physical, 
when you can play harder and you can play with a greater purpose than your opponent, which for us is the, the genuine love of the guy next to you and your coaches, then you can overcome a lot of talent discrepancies. You can overcome uh, maybe some strategic deficiencies. You know, there's, we live by the adage that culture eats strategy for lunch, you know, and, and we believe that our culture is second to none. And even when you are faced uh, with significant talent discrepancies that you can uh, at least stay in every ball game by playing harder and more physical than, than the team across. All right, Shane, so we hear from both the coaches there. It's, you know, if you read between the lines, they both feeling good about their chances in this one. I know you're a Texas Longhorn hater, so let us know by how many LSU is going to win this game. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> I've got, I've got a hundred dollar lock of the week. If you guys want to make some money on my bookie, this is how you do it right here. You place a hundred dollar bill on the LSU Tigers. I've got them winning. I got them winning big. This ain't even a ball game, Mike. Ooh. I mean, this thing is going to get out of control early. And uh, LSU 38, Texas 20. Mm. Well, Shane, I'm going to be honest yeah. with you. I'm right. You're not the guy I'd be listening for gambling advice. I'll just say What? <laughs> dude, I'm telling you. I'm due. I'm due. This is, this is the week, Mike. I turn... The page. I, I've had a rough start. I'm 0-2. I get that. But this one is where you get your money back. I mean, this is like giving money away. That's what that's what this game is all about right here. LSU kills them. Mm -hmm. Well, my concern for this one, Shane, I don't know if it's a concern, but just going on the road with this new offense, we've never seen it on the road. And yes, it worked like gangbusters against Georgia Southern. I mean, they was just touchdown after touchdown after touchdown. But what happens if they get hit some adversity here on the road against, you know, Texas does have some good DBs. They're not DBU. <laughs> They're far, far <laughs> from it. But they do have some good defensive backs. They're going to match up pretty well against LSU's receivers. Can this ground game for LSU lead the way? I don't know if they can. There's been a lot of talk from Baton Rouge that they've not kind of revealed everything that they – they have in their back pocket here against Georgia Southern. They didn't have to. That's something Coach O and Joe Burrow have been hitting hitting on. Uh, so I'm kind of I'm very curious to see what that could be and if it even works. I mean, you can be drawn up plays that uh, you know work all off season, but once you get in the game, it's a different story. So I'm not saying that's going to disrupt anything, but I just don't know how that's going to go. That's that's kind of a concern of mine and. Uh, so much talk of this quarterback for Texas, Sam Etlinger. You know, this is his chance. I know we've been talking with Joe Burrow in Heisman Watch. If Sam Etlinger, if he has a big performance, like he, I thought he looked pretty damn good against Georgia. I know that Georgia team was had, you know, I even predicted that to be a blowout for the Texas team because I didn't think Georgia would be engaged, and I don't think they were. This is a different story, but with another offseason of Tom Herman, He's a very good quarterback coach. What that? What's that kid gonna do? I say all that to say this, Shane. <laughs> LSU favored by six. I don't think they get that done. I'm going Texas twenty-six. LSU twenty-eight. So LSU's gonna win, <laughs> but I don't think they're gonna cover. I think it's gonna. It's just too many points on the road, Shane. Against a. Uh, I think Texas is a talented team. I don't think they're a top-ten team, but 
you know, if yeah, this, if, if they have a if LSU has a turnover too, I mean, this is this could turn into a ball game in a hurry, and uh, they've got to be on upset alert. I really think this game's going to go down to the wire and six points, given on the road. That's just too many for me. If the, Texas is a damn top ten team. I don't know if they really are, but they they're currently ranked that way. So uh, that's just that's a huge red flag to me on the road. <sighs> man, this ain't the Texas your dad grew up watching, man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> This ain't Vince Young down there. This ain't Ricky Williams down there. This this is a this isn't that Texas. This is a different Texas. And and honestly, when you compare it to that that weak ass conference they're in, I just you know I and I'm not bashing them. Okay, Oklahoma's a good team. I like. I mean, I think they've got an opportunity to make a playoffs. But I think it's kind of like the Clemson situation. Mm-hmm. There's there's Oklahoma. There's Texas, and then there's everybody else. I mean, that's the way it's always been since Texas A&M left. So, I just I'm I'm saying that to say this. I just I think you're giving them a little too much respect just for their namesake. LSU has got it. They have got the defense. They have now got an offense. They've got all the pieces, man. I think they cut loose my boy Clydesdale down there. I think he has over 200 all-purpose yards. That's that's just the kind of the showing I think he's going to have this week. He's going to be right back in the Heisman race. So, um, yeah, I just I don't think it's a ball game. I, I see. At least you said they won. I mean, I'll give you that, but not covering the spread. If you want to make a hundred dollars, go with Shane this week. <laughs> Good luck with that strategy, folks. All right, Shane, before we hop off here, I know you got some reviews. Let's jump to it. Uh, Let's do it. Thank you for being a friend. All right, Mike, cue the music. I appreciate everybody taking the opportunity to rate and review us uh, on iTunes. It really does help us out. Um, I, I, we've got a lot of people asking, how can I help, um, you know, that aren't on iTunes? I, I've, I've noticed a few of those. Uh, well, you could start by betting on mybookie.com. Type in that SEC. But back to the reviews. I appreciate everybody that did take an opportunity to get on here. All right, guys, I appreciate everybody that's uh, hanging out with us. We're going into week two. Uh, this is probably this. I mean, I keep saying every week's better, but this week we've actually got some serious games on. I'm really looking forward to it. I appreciate everybody taking the opportunity to rate and review us on iTunes. Uh, the ones that did give us a review that really does help us out. Uh, and of course, we love reading the five stars here. This one comes from Be Fair Ninety. It says the best SCC podcast, five star. Love this pod. You guys make the season even more fun and get us through the long offseason. The emergency pop was such an awesome bonus. Thanks, guys. Well, be fair. I appreciate you. Yeah, thank you. Uh, Aren't you glad I made you do that one, Shane? (laughs) Dude, my family is because I didn't bring any of that negativity home with me. (laughs) The next one here. Baker 1949 SEC five star. Enjoy the insight and humor. I resubscribe as per your instructions. <laughs> Go Tigers. Know what I mean. All right, Baker. I appreciate you and the hustle. Yeah, thank you. And this one comes from Pitter Pat. Pitter Tat Pap. Pitter Tat Pap. 
favorite SEC podcast, five star. Constantly have me laughing and having a good time while listening to you guys. The emergency podcast after the Tennessee game had me in tears. Keep up the great work. Pitter tap pat, I appreciate you. Yeah, thank you. All these uh, emergency pod comments made me think uh, if Tennessee gets blown out, I'll, oh my God, I'll be calling my... Shane. I'll be calling I was, him. I was just about to say, if Tennessee keeps losing, we're going to keep having a... No, I'm just kidding. This next one comes from Sheila's new man. Uh-oh. <laughs> Sheila is not your girl anymore. Five star. Shane, please tell Gerald to move on. Sheila has moved on. Also tell him to give Daisy one to two teaspoons of catnip three times a day, and that should calm her down. Sheila doesn't want Daisy back and definitely doesn't want you back. You are a lazy, no good husband, and she has moved on. Just kidding. I stole another phone so I could leave another review. Keep it up, guys. Go Sheila's new man, I appreciate you. <laughs> yeah, thank you. That This may be the best review yet. <laughs> Last one, Mike. This one comes from Mo Mules 1. Barry Odom, five star. I love this pod, but I'd like a little Barry Odom soundbite in either the opening intro or around the league intro. Keep up the good work. Mo Mules, I appreciate you. Yeah, thank you. We'll have to work on that. Maybe gets, uh, maybe give some Odom. There's some other coaches we want to give some love to, too. So that's a, that's a good note. Yeah, absolutely. So, again, I appreciate everybody uh, doing that. Subscribe, resubscribe. I don't know how that works, but apparently it does something in the magical world of iTunes. Um, Also, my bookie, guys. I mean, if you want to make some money, you want to put some money on LSU, get on my bookie and type in that SEC to get the promo code. They match everything that you – is there – go to a max limit, Mike? Uh, I don't know about that. I think it's just your first deposit they match. Uh, there probably is uh, some kind of limit you have to get on there and double check. But free money, man, if you just use that Absolutely. that promo code. So that's pretty awesome. Absolutely. So I'm looking forward to tomorrow, Mike. I don't know about you, brother, but uh, I have got no plans outside this living room. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I can't wait for it, Shane. And uh, I hope for your sake Tennessee wins. And if not, I'll be ringing you for another emergency pod. <laughs> hey, I'm hoping something else happens, man. Emergency pod could be anything. If Texas A&M wins this game, I think that is emergency pod action. You know what I'm saying? So there's going to be some games, and uh, there's a lot of confident Aggies going into Clemson. So you never know what we'll be doing. Yeah, without a doubt, Shane. I think that's going to do it for this one. And like Shane said, if you want to help out the pod, give us a five-star heart, a rate and review on Apple, iTunes, podcast, whatever the hell it's called now. Uh, Tell people about this. Word of mouth really grows these podcasts. So uh, I think that's going to do it for me, Shane. Thanks for joining me as always. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. We'll catch you on the next one. All right. See you guys. Go Vols.